Today being the 4th of July, and we know that a lot of you in America are celebrating this weekend, being the 4th of July, we also took that day to spend time with our families and celebrate America's independence. However, what we're going to do, this is not going to be an ongoing thing, even though we did it last week. This week, what we're going to do, seeing as how the information that we covered is extremely important, especially for the time that we're living through, we're going to release our exclusive podcast today just for those of you who are not subscribed to us on Telegram so you can get that content because of the importance of it. In it, we cover social credit. This is an extremely important aspect that no one seems to be paying attention to. This is what is coming. This is what is being promoted. So by the end of this podcast, we're going to examine the Chinese social credit system that they are attempting to bring here to the West. And we're going to ask the question, is social credit a utopia or is it hell on earth? You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard-hitting and action-packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Welcome back to the exclusive. It's nice to be here. How are you today, Bruce? Healthy and alive. Um, I don't know. I, I'm ready for all this nonsense to be done. I think I'm, we were, I'm, I'm tired of it. We were ready after 14 days, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, 30 days. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of a little bit. After 30 days, I was I was done. Um, mm -hmm. Well, because once we got to the end of two, well, we just need another two weeks just to make sure. Yep. And if you're living mm -hmm. in Europe, for example, well, congrats, guys. Digital passports. Yeah. Funny thing about those. They uh, they put out a, a, a thing today. Um, let me let me actually just pull this up. The EU has officially enacted the digital certificate system, which we played a clip a couple of weeks ago here of uh, the useless woman named Von der Leyen promoting it, talking about how how excited she was to to try hers out. Yeah, like we're all going to follow along like lemmings uh, to go along with that. As a matter of fact, lady, if you're the one that's out there using them, that's all the reason for me not to want to use them. This is something, according to the European Commission, they say that um, this is something in which everyone in Europe should be able to travel safely and freely this summer with. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've done these COVID passports before. They were called the yellow stars of Nazi Germany. Speaking of that, there was actually a politician that it just reminded me because it was a politician here in the U.S. that used that example and used the yellow star of David in one of his speeches about this. Mm -hmm. The dude wasn't wrong. He, he nope. was right. This, I mean... But the problem was, is he backed down and apologized. Take a wild guess which party he was with. Gee, uh, I, I wonder. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with the, the GOP on that one. Yeah, because yeah. you don't get apologies from the other side. Uh, and quite frankly, the if there's an apology from either side, I don't care. I, I really don't care. Yeah. I could care less. And to be quite honest with you, any scumbag politician or some low-level bureaucrat or, or whatever, you will get no apology from me. I will never apologize. I will not apologize because I will sit there and throw science-based, data-based, and evidence-based in your face all day, every day, and there is nothing that you can back it up with. So I will not apologize. I don't even, uh, uh, more of a, like on a personal note, I guess, I don't even apologize for things I say to people. Like... I might apologize for the tact I used to say something, but I will not apologize for something that I said, the message of what I said. Um, if you're offended by the message that I say, that's your problem, not mine. Just tell us how you really feel, bros. Yes. Yeah. 200 million QR codes have been generated so far from, of course, the, the population of around 500 million people. Apparently, there, there was a big demand for these things. Now, it's, it's funny because they say 200 million generated. You kind of cleared that up for me when I had the, uh, the little uh, the mishap there. So explain that a little bit. So the 200 million, basically what they're saying is um, they've been generated and given to the countries to distribute. But it, it's not that the people actually have it yet. It's, it's kind of it's the same tactic they were using with the vaccines saying, oh, there's been, you know, 300 million that have been, um, you know, no, it was 
they distributed to them and half of them haven't even been given to people and the there's a large quantity that's expiring so it, it it's basically fake news mm-hmm. yeah, fake news yeah clickbait uh all 27 member states plus associated nations iceland norway switzerland and switzerland uh switzerland and Liechtenstein are to be included you know that the swiss walked away from the eu talks after seven years Seven years they were in negotiations with the European Union, and the Swiss finally stood up and said, you know what, we've had enough of this. And they walked away. They said, we're done. We're done talking to you. It's about time. It's about time. You should have done that 10 years ago. You shouldn't have sat down at the table with these these criminals in the first place. The Republic of Ireland, we do have some people there. They will be participating. However, uh, their participation is delayed after, a, can you believe this, a cyber attack? A cyber attack hit the hit the QR code system. Can you imagine that? This brand new system they just rolled out. It's already under a cyber attack. I mean, it's a government uh, program, right? So I'm I'm surprised the thing's even up and running to begin with. Uh-huh. Now here's the here's the the thing. Now this is to show your uh, vaccination status if you've recovered from COVID. Of course, we don't have any of those numbers. What about the people that had it that didn't get tested that are now immune for the rest of their life? I might add, Bruce had it. I probably had it. I don't know. All I know is last year I was down for four days and I I bounced back from it. So whatever I had, I was down for four days and I had it. I didn't get tested. I don't have time for that. I just dealt with it and I worked through it. It just it was nothing more than like a, a cold. I had a fever for like all of six hours and then that was it. The only reason you go in and get tested for something like that for, for COVID is if you had severe symptoms, if you had to be hospitalized. Yeah, it's the only reason you would go in and and it's the only and reason they test for, for flu. If I would have walked into a place two years ago, two years ago, if I would have walked into a place and I said asymptomatic, just as healthy as I am right now, if I would have walked into a, any doctor's office, any GP or or hospital or whatever, and said test me for influenza, they would have said we've got better things to do. Have a nice day. Yeah, what's your symptoms? I don't have any. Well, then you don't have the flu. Well, well yeah, go home. Yeah, just go home. So anyway, uh, this will give you a, a, of course, you can also get by with one of these if you have a negative uh, PCR test, of course, a PCR test, right? So because those have been so reliable, these will be validated by a QR code that will be either issued on your smartphone or you will be given a piece of paper. It's your choice. Yes, your choice. Here's the thing, though. I, I wouldn't quite be rushing out to get one of these just yet because there's a little stipulation at the end of this that just... Well, it happens to be in there just in case, right? Just in case. Countries can apply an emergency break. I'm doing the the quotes. Uh, There's a provision in there that allows the countries to apply an emergency break on the certificates just in case there is any kind of a spike in, in COVID cases. Now, to give you an idea of what applying an emergency break would be like, there is a small town in Australia today named Alice Springs. They are 800 miles from the nearest city. Safe to say they're isolated just a little bit. They are 800 miles. And when I say they're isolated, there is a single two-lane road to get in and out of that city of 30,000 people. They had one case. The entire town has been hard locked down. That's an example of of an emergency break. So what good are these? looking, Looking at that location on the map, uh-huh. Like literally, this is a town that you you blink and you miss it. Yeah, thirty thousand people. It'd be one thing if it was thirty thousand people that was like a, a a suburb of Sydney or something, or or Canberra or something like or Perth or whatever. But for God's sake, you're eight hundred miles from the nearest city. <laughs> Give me a break. So anyway, yeah, all right, that's almost yeah, that's almost smack dab. That's almost smack dab middle of the country too. Yeah, you know what might fix their problem down there, Bruce? Maybe. Just just maybe social credit. Right. I wanted to talk about social credit today. Maybe that'll fix their problem. I mean, if you want to destroy the current system, which they seem to be doing a pretty good job of, well, then you got to have something to replace it with. Right. Social credit would be the ultimate overarching structure that we've been kind of hinting at for the last few years. That's what I wanted to talk about today was that. Now, I had a look at uh, a graph that's out. It is. uh, I'll put this up behind me. I had a look at a graph that was out. And this is basically China's social credit system. And it is, um, yeah, it's quite substantial. But this is exactly what they want to bring here to the West. In fact, the uh, the Germans are saying, you know what? We might need a system like this by guess what year? <laughs> 2030. I, I know that's a shocker. That's a shocker. I, I know it's, it, it shocks you. But see, China has this system. They launched it last year in select cities, of course. To, uh, to test it and see how it works. This is what they do. This is their actual system. You have a, think of it like, a, for those that don't know, think, think of it, it like, that. was it the year before? Okay. I think it was the year before. 
Oh, I'm sorry. They wanted to do it nationally by last year, but they were delayed. So yeah, that, they're not yeah. quite there yet. But think of it like a credit score, only this is based on your behavior in society. And if you don't, well, if you don't do what you're told, and if, if you don't, well, behave in a certain way, then, well, you lose some of that score. And then if you behave in another way, then in the way that the, that the state deems okay, or the tech company deems okay, that in conjunction with the state, then you get a higher score and you advance in society. And if you don't do any of that, or you fight against the system, then you get a lower and lower score. And well, eventually you just, you're down on the bottom of society. So they're looking at the system to pretty much, um, well, it's, it's self-governing really, uh, but it's self-governing based on what they say and what they write into the algorithms. That's the key. It's not based on you doing the right thing, being an individual and being responsible enough to make up your own mind and your own decisions. No, it's not that. It's not a system of uh, checks and balances. It's not a system of laws that we know. This is a full-blown authoritarian system, but it's got a nice, well, this will make society better kind of thing, you know, a nice utopian icing to it, more or less. But it's basically it's hell on earth. Uh, and this is this is what's going to come out of the Great Reset right here is is this kind of nonsense. So let's get into what this is. It's been dubbed the most ambitious experiment, again, experiment in digital social control ever undertaken. Bruce, would you say that, that just starting with that right there, that's the opening line. Would you say that that's correct? Uh, I would say that there's been other governments in the past that have tried a similar system without using digital. Actually, no, I guess they did it for their time. It was the cutting edge technologies for their time. But to the level that they're doing here, no, this is, I don't think this has ever been done before to this level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is something else. And of course, we got the tech companies to thank for this. And of course, the uh, the smartphone manufacturers, you can't rule them out right there. They're all part of it. Yeah, we, we can't rule them out. And then, of course, you have brainchilds like Klaus Schwab, who are going to use ESGs to apply to this. You know, you heard him say it. Uh, we, we need to apply the ESG metrics to governments. Oh, why? Is that because you don't have enough of the corporations doing what they're told? Just asking. Can you... <laughs> Just, just out of curiosity, can you imagine them, uh, for example, they, they have been tracking us for, what, 15, 20 years on the internet now? Roughly, yeah. You know, they, 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 they have a, a good sum of your life. on People like me, uh, my generation and younger, have lived the majority of our lives online uh, in some way, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I've lived a large portion of my life online. The amount of data that they have on this on us. Uh, I'll give you an example. Just just off the top of my head, because this is really, really common nowadays, kind of spurs from one of the conversations we were having from something that was trending on Twitter earlier. But anyway, um, in, in today's world, things like pornography is day to day, right? It's normal for mm -hmm. the younger generations, at least. That's mm -hmm. very, very common. Well, that's on tap Let's now. say in this. Yeah, it's on tap now for free. No age required. Let's say your social, well, yeah, I mean, technically, no. Uh, technically, they quote-unquote age gate, but that, that's assuming the person doesn't lie. Let's say they, they do some kind of social credit system like this, and pornography is on the list of negatives, right? You, you lose points for that. If you or anyone in your household has ever searched for that material, your score will go down, and your score will go down for associating with them. Just throwing that out there as an example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's take a look. We're going to go over today the highest score. This is China's system. OK, and th this is this is where it's being beta tested. It's going operational and it's coming here if if we don't put the brakes on it, uh, at least in some way, shape or form. But we can see this coming along mm -hmm. with. Well, it's already, it's already here. here. Yeah, it's already here yeah. with COVID passports. It's already here. Uh, and we'll tie all that in. And there's other stuff where it's coming now. Uh, we'll talk about what Facebook's doing now. Uh, I saw it this morning. I I'm not surprised. I, I can't say I'm shocked at, uh, about it at the moment. Those are the more in your face examples. The the other ones are very fractured, mm -hmm. I believe yeah. is the, the proper term. Yes. Yes. Well, we've been in that respect, we've been dealing with that for quite some time. I told you, for example, my health insurance company, if I do all mm -hmm. of these things, then I get certain discounts and special deals and things that other people don't get kind of stuff. Right. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's yeah, it's, it's a fractured system. Yeah. But the <laughs> the uh, the other thing is that this works off of uh, what's called a rewards and punishment system. So this is a little bit more 
hands-on than giving you an option. This It's more of this. We're going to go over the the possible scores that you can get. We're going to go over uh, how you gain points, how you lose points. And we'll talk basically about what the aim of this is. So the reward and punishment system, okay? When we were studying about this in a lot of those white papers, this is specifically what they mentioned, rewards and punishments. Citizens with high scores get to enjoy special privileges while those with low scores ultimately risk getting treated as second-class citizens. Well, uh, we've got all this that, that you thought it was just the top there. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, this is, yeah, this is this is quite, quite extensive. What is the aim? Now, the aim of this is the system intends to monitor, rate, and regulate the financial, social, moral, and possibly political behavior of China's citizens and also the country's companies via a system of punishments and rewards. The stated aim is to provide the trustworthy with benefits and discipline for the untrustworthy. Oh, as long as you do what you're told, then then everything else will just fall into line for you. you. You'll get the golden ticket to life, right? Isn't that, isn't that what it is? If we just do what the government says, then we'll be okay. Isn't that kind of what we've been dealing with for the last 12 to 24 months? Oh, just do what we tell you to do while they flaunt it in your face that they ignore everything that they tell you to do. The Chinese government considers the system an important tool to steer China's economy. Governments, okay, first of all, that line right there, let's just start there. Any government, I don't care if it's Chinese government, the German government, the Dutch government, the American government, the Canadian, whatever. No government, no government should steer an economy, ever. Let's just start right there. The free market determines where things go. It has built-in self-correcting mechanisms. You don't need the government to do anything with that. Stay the hell out of the way. Now, they also say that this is extremely important for the Chinese government to steer, or excuse me, to govern society. Well, I, I thought you could govern society. You've had a hundred years of, uh, of, of partying that you've been doing that we talked about yesterday. I mean, seems to me if you've been in charge for a hundred years, which you actually haven't, you've been in charge for a little over 70, but um, it seems to me that um, you have a pretty good grip on, uh, on power. You shouldn't need something like this. Of course, I also would like to mention that if you didn't actually have the backing of corrupt finance capital, then the CCP would have been dissolved a very long time ago. So keep that in mind. There is still much speculation about how the fu- how the final system will actually function. Well, I can tell you how it's going to actually function. It's the race to AI. That's how it's going to function. Why do you think these companies are out there? Forget the governments at this point. Why do you think the companies are out there collecting all the information on you about your behavior, your decisions, your actions, your movements, your preferences, your relationships? Why do you think they're collecting all that information to build their AI systems? Details in this chart are based on pilot schemes and plausible expert expectations. Okay, well, who are some of the experts that source this? Let's just have a look, shall we? The Guardian. That's an expert. The Guardian newspaper. Are you serious? Wired magazine. Again, are you serious? And Deutsche Welle. These organizations right here have full ads taken out by the Chinese Communist Party. Of course, they're going to show exactly what they are depicting in these these graphs. We have this system based on a point system. So the highest possible amount of points you can reach for example, like I think an, a perfect credit score is like what is it eight fifty or something? Is that is that right? I think. Good and question. if it's I don't know. yeah, if it's low, I, I don't know. That's what it is in the U.S. I, I don't know. I don't follow that stuff. Uh, I, I always yeah. thought that stuff was ridiculous. Anyway, eight fifty, okay. And then anything to I think anything under uh, like I want to say like six hundred or something. You might you're not going you're not going to be able to get a stick of gum. Uh, so it's yeah, it's that kind of. I, I think it's like that. I don't know. 720 is considered excellent or, or somewhere in there. Anything above okay. that. All right. Yeah. So the highest you can get here with social credit, again, this is based on your behavior in society and what you do. 1300 is the top score, right? That's going to be the top score. And of course, you'll have all the politicians, all the celebrities and everybody else. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to they're going to have the, the top scores. You'll have the influencers out there. Everybody they'll throw everybody out there in front of this thing. Just like they did with the COVID vaccines, they've wheeled all those garbage celebrities out and every last one of them. Morgan Freeman up there saying, please, David Beckham up there. What a disgusting display that they've wheeled out there for all this stuff. They'll do the same thing with this, the exact same thing. 1,300 will be the highest possible score you can get. Lowest possible score you can get, 600. That'll be the lowest. So you see it there, Bruce, then down at the bottom, 600, and then, of course, all the way up the top. Shall we start at the bottom and work our way up, or shall we start at the top and work our way down? Which one do you want to do? 
No, let's, let's start from the bottom, yeah. From the bottom, okay. Which, by the, by the way, uh, 600, saying the, the, the lowest score is 600, that's kind of, what? That, that makes no yeah, sense. It, if it doesn't 600 is the lowest, then that, that, makes it, that means it's zero. <laughs> yeah. Well, i tell you what, let's do this. We'll start at the bottom here, and we'll work our way up. So we'll go up the right side of the chart here. You see it? So we'll go up the right side of the chart mm -hmm. on how you climb the ladder. And then once we get to the top, we'll show how you fall all the way back down. Okay. This is essentially, it, what's, what's fascinating about this is this is essentially like what the Asiatic system has always been traditionally. Theoretically, it's what it's always been like. You come from more or less an agrarian type society, and it might take your, you know, whoever it is in the family, one person would usually do it, might take them eight, nine, 10 generations to work their way up the ladder of influence through the Asiatic societies. And then once you get up there, you're up there for maybe two, three generations at most, and then you fall all the way back down. We call it Asiatic despotism. That was the old system. This is the new system based on the same principles. How does it work? Well, each citizen is expected to be given a social credit score that will increase or decrease depending on whether the subject's, so, the subjects, the subjects social behavior is acceptable. Subject. You hear this? Subject. Mm-hmm. The system is expected to draw on huge amounts of data about each and every individual gathered from traditional sources, such as financial, criminal, and government records and existing data from registry offices or school officials, along with digital sources. That means all of your online activity is tracked. The latter include data collected on the internet, such as the subject's search history. Isn't that what you just said? Yeah. Your mm -hmm. search history? Uh-huh. Shopping preferences? Yeah, whatever you buy on Amazon. Whatever you buy on the, the company store on the plantation. Make no mistake, that's what it is. Also, keep in mind, um, Amazon and uh, the, the stores, uh, the major store companies, they're able to tell which political party you're associated with based on your buying habits. Well, that's not a problem or anything. That, that's crazy to think about. But there's research out there that they've actually, they, they can tell uh -huh. which political party you're associated with by uh -huh. what you buy. I mean, if I buy it, you know, for example, an AR-15 or a, or, you know, 416, you know. No, no, that kind we're, of, we're, we're talking about food. Oh, food. Like your food oh. and uh, so if I like buy fresh organic, buy. yeah, if I buy like fresh organic stuff and, and it's high rated and very healthy, more than likely I'm going to be a conservative. Uh, if I'm not buying any of that stuff and I'm buying a bunch of frozen food and pizza rolls and uh, and, and frozen stuff and, and ice cream and and chips and soda, more than likely I'm a I'm a left wing hack. Right. Is that what you're saying? I mean, uh, uh Basically, if you're vegan, you're you're probably left wing. If you're fair point carnivorous, you're you're probably right wing. Fair enough. Okay, so yeah, your shopping preferences on e-commerce sites. So any trading that you do that's not approved, yeah, you'll be be scored on that. And interactions on social media. Oh yes, did you think social media was for your convenience and it was a cute, fun little thing with you and your friends and your family? Oh no, this is why I got off social media. Hell, I wasn't even really on it, but. Again, I, I joined it because I started traveling overseas and I thought, all right, this is an easy way. It's convenient, but I never really posted anything. And after a couple of months, people are sending me PMs and saying, uh, why aren't you posting anything? Why, why, why aren't you putting up like your, your life and, and all the places you go and the food you eat and the stuff you run into and the people you run into? Why aren't you putting all that stuff up? And I said, why would I do that? And at that point, I started to look into what these companies were all about, and it's this. This is what it's all about. This is why we started talking about all this stuff years and years ago. And you know what I was called? Tinfoil hatware, crazy man. Take your pills, go lay on a leather couch somewhere. You need to find somebody to talk to and get your head examined because that's crazy. No one would accept something like that. Well, here it is. Here it is. And the strongest, arm, the strongest argument against this is basically the amount of data they're going to have to sift through for each individual person. But then the easiest counter you've already given, AI. That's what the push for AI is for. AI could go through and sift through all that data. Can you imagine having a quantum computer do it? Like just in a couple cycles on, on that processing, it, it would have processed everything about you and determined probably given like 20 predictions on what you're going to do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Moreover, the system could also rely on information obtained through video surveillance systems with help from facial recognition technology. Oh, did you think social distancing was about keeping you safe from a virus? Uh-uh. That's the distance you need to be away from somebody in order for the camera to get a good read on you. That's the part they're not telling Which, you about. 
Technically, in China, though, they have it down. They, they track people. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and, and it's it, happening it's, here, too. Yeah, it, it's happening here, yeah. too. They, everywhere you go in public places now, it's like you got a camera stuck in your face. You get on any public transport here, there's cameras everywhere on that thing. And they say, they bill it to you as, oh, that's just uh, our way to uh, help prevent crime and, and, and bring people to just, they don't care about that stuff. I wish they cared about that stuff. Now, it is in true. In the beginning. Yeah, it is true in the beginning that that stuff does actually aid in that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But the fact is, is that they're turning it into something much, much more nefarious. And we're going to get into that. So let's start at the bottom. As you said, 600. OK, so we're just starting out 600. All right. Here's what we're going to get right now that we're going to climb the ladder. OK, so we're going to climb the ladder. We're going to go up to 1300. So we're starting at 600. This is the bottom of the bottom of the pyramid here. Uh, now, we'll talk about things that high scores can give you on our way up. And we'll talk about punishments that you'll get on the way down as your score starts to drop. Okay. So let's be a good citizen, right? Let, let's do our just do. Let's, let's be a, a productive member of society. Let's, let's, of course, we should all do that anyway, but let's, uh, let's follow the social credit system and let's get going, right? 600. Okay. What will help you climb that ladder? Well, if you commit a heroic act, well, that could be just about anything. Uh, you save somebody that falls in front of a car, you know, moving car, you know, falls out in front of traffic or something. You pick them up. OK, whatever. Yeah. OK, I see that. I, I can see that. You should be commended for that. Right, comrade? You should be commended for that. OK, so your score is going to go up a little bit there. So if you commit a heroic act, of course, you should do that by default anyway. You shouldn't need a scoring system for that. You should just do that of your own goodwill. Having good financial credit history, basically pay your bills and pay your debts. That's what you should do. And your taxes. And your taxes. Oh, yes. Yes. You, yeah, you, you pay your taxes. Of course, that goes along with the next step. OK, now you've climbed a little bit further up that ladder. You've had good financial credit history. Yeah, you've paid all your stuff on time and and you're you're working your way out of debt. Of course, with the system, there's no way to get out of debt because the new system that they're going to bring in gives you X amount of digital credits in their their digital system for whatever. And then you can't save anything. It just resets the next month. There's no savings in the new one. So you're you're basically indebted to them for ever and ever and ever for the, the remainder of your life. And everything in this system is governed on what we're discussing here. This structure helping the poor. Bruce, what does the Bible say you should do about helping the poor? You should do that by default, right? You should be out there feeding yeah. the poor and, and feeding the homeless and helping the poor and, and all of that, right? You should do that of your own good will, right? Sure. Again, yeah, yeah again, you, you don't need this to do that. If you have a good nature of yourself and you come from a good, solid, stable foundation in society, and you have that spiritual connection to a higher power such as God or whatever you believe in, then you should inherently, if you have goodwill towards men— then you should inherently help the poor. You should be charitable. You see, we actually give to charities anyway. If you look at people's political identities, and I, I don't want to drag that too far into this, but statistically, if you look at a lot of the surveys that have been done over the last decade or so, you survey the ones that are more on the left, then those are the ones that tend to give less to charities or not at all. And if you look at the ones that are typically on the right or the conservative mindset, they're the ones that typically tend to give to charities or support more charities. Now, there is such thing as a limit. Now, there's a certain set of charities that that I give to every year, and, and that's the way that it is. And I feel bad that you know, sometimes you got charities come around, and knock on your door kind of thing. These days, you have to be very specific as to what charities you give to. You give to charities like the Red Cross or something. You're giving right to the Catholic Church. They got more money than than the man upstairs himself anyway, so they don't really need it. There are other more local charities that you can give to uh, or, or whatever to help certain causes uh, that you're more apt to support. The bigger ones, if you look at a lot of those charities that are the large organizations, such as, the, I don't know, the Biden Cancer Initiative, for example, uh, most of that is based on salaries and travel expenses and meetings and conferences and all the rest of it. And less than usually 1% goes to actual research of whatever charity that might be. So it's usually irrelevant when you get into the larger ones. But yeah. Well, in his case, none of it went to research. All of it went to, as you said, administrative fees and... Mm -hmm. um, travel expenses. Yeah, it was millions and millions of, of dollars that, that was just, you know, it's kind of just pushed off to the side there. Okay, so helping the poor, 
right? Let's get back on topic here. Helping the poor. That will get you up on the uh, the social uh, social credit line there. So let's say right now you're somewhere around 750. Okay, so you're 600. Yeah, you're right up around 750 here. What's the next one? Praising the government on social media. If you give good marks on social media to, no pun intended there, if you give good marks on social media to the government, then that'll increase your score just a little bit. Yeah, just, just a little bit. That's good. Right now, in the cities in China where they have this system active, the people there get a notification every morning at 8 a.m. on their smartphones. And it's a survey. And if they fill out the survey and they list the government in a positive light, well, then they maintain their score or it goes up a little bit. So, you know, what are you going to do, right? You praise the government on social media. You know, there's not a lot of praise for the government right now on social media, at least the the ones that are... um, the ones that are allowed to, to stay on there because they've become basically echo chambers and feedback loops is all they've become, more or less. If you speak out or you start listing things or, or you know, factual things and evidence based things, then you get thrown off. Facebook today, and we'll, we'll just cut over to this real quick. Facebook today has put out, well, a disturbing little warning. They say that uh, you need to be careful about running into extremist users. You need to be careful about that. Uh, Here's just a screenshot of an example. A gentleman by the name of Carl ran across something that was apparently extremist. Carl, you may have been exposed to harmful extremist content recently. Violent groups try to manipulate your anger and disappointment. Okay, well, let's stop right there. Violent groups try to manipulate and uh, manipulate your anger and disappointment. Uh, What does Antifa do? I'm just curious. What do they do? They go after people that are angry and disappointed from the things that have been stolen from them in their life. That's how they recruit. Sorry, go ahead. But Antifa is just an idea. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, that's just an idea. Sure. Well, let's stop to think about why someone might be angry and disappointed. Oh, I don't know. The last year, maybe the dumpster fire that is 2020. They had their kid die of a vaccine. It's heartbreaking. Do I need to play the... uh, uh, the, the mothers that are sitting there talking about their, their children that have been permanently damaged from taking a vaccine. It's awful. Facebook also say that you can take action now to protect yourself and others. So you click on the little thing there, then you can get support from the experts. Spot the signs, understand the dangers of extremism, and hear from people who have escaped violent groups. Oh, so you talk to Andy now. Yeah, right. When you start turning into a snitch society, again, it's a race to the bottom. And that's all this is. That's all this is. This is Facebook clawing on to whatever uh, whatever they think they've got left. Uh, They've got nothing left. Facebook was on self-destruct anyway. People were leaving that because they were bored and they were tired of the stuff that they were seeing on there to begin with before COVID, before COVID. Then the last presidential election in the U.S., pretty much was the final nail in the coffin for for social media. That that was the end of it for them. And of course, now they're just I mean, it's it's out in the open now. So I mean, yeah, their, their days are numbered. I'm not going to go any further onto it. But hey, if you praise the government on social media, your score increases. If you report violent extremist content like this that you've been exposed to, then your score is going to go up. It's already here. They're already getting you used to it. Adding to that extremism, um, we also have people in the military Miley, top general here in the U.S., one of his speeches he gave was talking about extremism. And uh, one of the definitions thereof of extremism is anybody that politically disagrees with them, basically. And he was saying that military force should be used against those individuals, extremists. Oh, so it's whatever they deem then, as you said, it's, yeah. it's, it's whatever they, okay. So we are up to about 900 now. What's going to get us up to 1000? What's going to get us right to that? Just about that halfway point. What's going to get us there? Well, if you donate blood, again, this is something you should do naturally uh, if, if you so choose. I know that some people can or some people do and they don't do it often enough. I don't know. But with COVID now, they tell you not to donate blood if you've had the COVID shot. Let's review because we're at the halfway point. Let's review. We're climbing that social ladder. Let's review how we got to this point, right? You're moving up in society, right? You're moving up in the world. You've committed a heroic act. You save somebody, whatever, because you might only do that, oh, I don't know, once or twice in your uh, uh, in your life, maybe three times, four times. Hell, I don't know. But it's not very often. It's not like you can do this every day to improve your score. Having good financial credit history, of course, that's that's easy enough to do in a uh, in a COVID world, right? When you don't know if you can keep your job or not. Helping the poor, again, uh, you should do that on your own. And quite frankly, 
tell me who's not poor now. Seriously, t- tell me who's not poor. You had the uh, the so-called 1%. They increased their, their wealth over the last 12 months, 15, 20-fold. You saw the, a, a new... Uh, a new blow that was dealt to the middle class, unlike anything we've ever experienced before. So tell me, who's helping the poor? Praising the government on social media. Give me a break. That makes me want to throw up. Donate blood. Okay, again, that's something you should do on your own. So we've hit that halfway point. We're now at 1,000, right? We're working our way up. We're on our way. What will a lot of this stuff get you? Higher scores can lead to some of the following, right? We'll just do a few of these. Priority for school admission and for employment. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 good. You know, you, scores high enough, well, you can get a job here. You can go to school here. Well, if it's not so high, well, then you can't go to those places. You can't work there. It's kind of like what I said about the corporations moving in. This is. I said this years ago, corporations are going to go in, they're going to buy places in these cities and and parts of rural America, and they're going to build these these nice areas where you're going to get all of that stuff. You're going to get the the good schools, the good health care, the good food, the good whatever, the nice cushy lifestyle. But it's going to be at the expense of how you belittle others in society, how you snitch on others in society. That's what it'll be based on. Easier access to cash loans and consumer credit. Well, if you pay your bills... And you have good financial credit history, of course, but that goes with without saying you do that based on the financial credit system now. But again, it's all built into this new this new system. And don't you think for one minute those ESGs are not going to be applied to this? That part they're not including in this. Deposit-free bicycle and car hire. Okay, so you can take an Uber. If you don't have a high enough score, you're not getting in an Uber. You're not getting in a Lyft, any of that stuff. You're not getting those Lime scooters. Free gym facilities. Oh, see, if you're a good person, then you can work out and stay healthy. If not, then you have to be a you're a slob that's down there in the gutters. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Cheaper public transport. I would argue public transport's not too far out of reach now. Although you ride public transport in the U.S., you have about a one in three chance of getting stabbed uh, or robbed. So shorter wait times at hospitals. Oh, goodness. Now, we don't have a social credit system. And I told you what I dealt with just a few nights ago. And that's not because of social credit. That's because of politics. Fast track promotion at work. Oh, you have a great score? Well, we're going to promote you first. Yeah. We're going to look over all those other peons there in the office. No, we don't need to worry about them. Jumping the queue for public housing. See, you're not going to own your home. Remember, you're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy about it. You're not going to own your own home. You're going to get a 250 square foot coffin apartment. That's, of course, if you're a well-to-do family of four. But you won't have to wait for any of those. You can jump right ahead of the line if you have a higher score. Yeah, you can get into the good places. Yeah, you can get one of those 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 top top floor apartments there in a 10 story apartment building that the Chinese built in 26 hours. Yeah, it sounds like a real safe place to live, doesn't it? And you get tax breaks, right? You get tax breaks. Bruce, you were talking about paying taxes. Well, if you have a good score, you can get tax breaks. I can only imagine the, the crime rate that this would bring. It, like having a system like this that that um, basically restricts you to to this. Can you if you're a criminal or your score is too low to basically survive, you will turn to crime. Yes. And because of the way that this system is set up, if you're a criminal, it's going to put, push criminals to be even more dangerous. So apparently this part right here, this is this is a part that I missed. Everybody in society, when the system comes in, everybody in society starts here. So you don't start at the bottom. You actually start with a thousand. OK, that's fine. That's fine. Let's continue on up that ladder, right? Because we're about halfway there positively influencing one's neighborhood. Well, that's good, right? I mean, again, this is something we should do by default. See, we've had our neighborhoods and our communities destroyed. Uh, They've been under attack since, oh, I I would argue the uh, the 60s. Do you see the neighborhoods full of kids anymore? Largely, you don't. No, you don't. You know, when I was a kid, you would have so many kids out running around in the neighborhood in the evenings that you'd be upset that you actually had to go back in. Now there's no one. I, I went back to my old neighborhood when I was uh, when I was back in the States, there's no one there. There's no one there. there there's no kids there. There's no. Uh, well, I mean, there might have been. But uh, I mean, you didn't see them in the evenings. You didn't see families out there anymore. You, you didn't see them out there talking to each other. You didn't see any of that stuff. The neighborhoods are not there. But if you positively influence your neighborhood, then apparently your score is going to go up. To be fair, um, the, the neighborhood that I'm in, uh, a, a technically a small town neighborhood, um, it, it feels like I'm, I'm in the 80s. Or, or 90s. That's good. Like, that's good. Because kids, it, it's it's quiet. And both my neighbors have kids. Actually, three of my neighbors have kids. Um, and you'll, you'll tear them out playing when it's a nice day. Mm-hmm. Them and the family. You know, so you know, there's see one, them out on the street playing ball. Yeah. And that's that's good. That's good. You know, there, there's one town 
in America that doesn't have any, uh, it's one of those blackout zones, doesn't have any mobile phone service. No one has wireless devices. No one has microwaves. No one has wireless internet. Hell, I don't even think many people have the internet. They have maybe dial up, but that's about all they've got. I can imagine that that place is probably pretty much like uh, what it should be. I mean, if you want to actually talk to somebody, then you can pick up the telephone. If you can't reach them, then you got to go over to their house, that kind of stuff. So anyway, yeah, positively influencing one's neighborhood. That'll let you climb the uh, the social ladder. Taking care of elderly family members. Again, this is something you should do by default. We haven't run across anything yet that you shouldn't do uh, outside of this, with the exception of praising the government on social media. The rest of this stuff should come naturally up to this point. Taking care of elderly family members. You know, in China and in all Asiatic countries, there is a technique that they live by over there. It's called ancestor worship. They respect the elders in their country. We don't do that anymore. Oh, uh, that, because that's that that's that hippie liberal idea that came in. Oh, no, you, you don't want to you don't want to listen to your parents. No, that's outdated. That's old fashioned. No, we we, we want to be new. We want to be uh, promiscuous. No, we, we want to let it all hang out, man. Yeah, if it feels good, do it. Engaging in charity work. Again, this kind of goes along with helping the poor. So if you volunteer at places, then uh, then you you get uh, an increase in score there as well. So if you do all of these things, again, that's that's climbing the ladder. OK, so if you do all of these things, then uh, 1300, you're going to be up there in the in the top of society. Again, the only thing I can see here that is at least on the what they have listed here, the only thing I can see here that's out of line is uh, praising the government on social media. The rest of this stuff, you don't need the system to do that stuff. These are things you should inherently do. This is what a well-cultured and responsible society should do naturally. You shouldn't need a system like this in order to force you to do these things. See, they've destroyed this aspect. I'm talking about they as in the elites. They've destroyed this aspect of our societies. They've destroyed it. Problem, reaction, solution. We always come back to this perpetual cycle of that. Problem, reaction, solution. They've given you the problem. In turn, they've destroyed everything that they're now going to come in and fix. You react to it saying, oh, well, we've got to do something because we've lost all stability in our society. We don't have any cohesion and the rest of it. We've got the solution. The same people that gave you the problem are going to come at you with a high tech technocratic solution that's going to ruin your life is all it's going to do. Adding to that, there, there's, there's something I'm a little confused by. So I thought it was the state that was supposed to take care of charity work and helping the poor and helping the needy. I thought it was the state that was supposed to take care of all of that, not us. The, the, like, I thought that's what taxes were for and what, you know, the, the, they were the ones supposed to be having welfare systems in place and all these things to, to I, I thought that's what we were supposed to be doing. Yes, the uh, the government's supposed to take care of all charity work, and they're they're supposed to handle all the money and the finances and everything else. That that's what they're supposed to do. Yes, that's you're right. That's their responsibility. Okay, so we've made it to the top of the ladder, right? We're all the way up there on top of society. We've got access to uh, good schools, employment, uh, consumer credits, car services, free gym facilities, cheaper public transport, shorter wait times at hospitals fast track promotions at work, jump in the queue for public housing, and we get tax breaks, right? You do all those things. You can, you, I mean, those are just some of the incentives you get. Those are rewards, right? Th those are rewards. Well, <laughs> we're going to now fall down the ladder of society, and we're going to look at some of the punishments of what those can be. They will make your life just a little bit um, uncomfortable, shall we say. So uh, 1,300, we're going to work our way back down to 600 at the bottom of society. Now, what can drop your score? Traffic offenses. You speed... You jaywalk, you drive drunk, those kinds of things, hit and run, traffic accidents, all that's going to affect your score. Do you remember the guy that we saw in China that crossed the crosswalk? We watched the video of it. The guy that crossed the crosswalk and he didn't make it over to the other side fast enough before the light changed and the camera caught him and put his photo up immediately on billboards with his name and address and for people to go and publicly shame him. Now, if people go and publicly shame that person, his score decreases and their score, whoever does the shaming, increases. So again, this is something else right here. Traffic offenses such as drunk driving and jaywalking, that's, that's stuff you should not do anyway. Again, you don't need a system for that. I'm doing the air quotes, illegally protesting against the authorities. Well, what is that? What does that mean? Does that mean like what was made illegal in Hong Kong two days ago? 
you couldn't go and you couldn't protest against the Chinese Communist Party. You couldn't hold a, a pro-democracy rally, but it was okay to celebrate the CCP's uh, birthday in Beijing. That was fine. So if you illegally protest against the authorities, that's going to drop your score. Mm. I'm sure in this current political climate, I'm sure that, I don't know, for example, a, a MAGA rally. I'm sure, for example, a MAGA rally, that would be a fine example of an illegal protest against the authorities. If you protests? Yeah, lockdown protests. Yeah, for example, if you're standing out in front of number 10 calling uh, Boris Johnson and Chris Witte and, and all the rest of them, you're calling them traitors and sellouts and scum, which they are. I'm sure that's an illegal protest. Of course, all the protests have been made illegal for lockdowns. Hell, the German government said it's illegal to protest against the government during all this. You can't go out there and do that. But people do it anyway. With the uh, U.S., that, that kind of what's an illegal protest in the U.S.? Because protesting in the U.S. is one of your protected rights. So the catch is with this system, uh, for the Western culture, it's more likely going to be a, a, a conglomerate of, of companies getting together and saying, we're going to implement a system like this and circumventing government and doing these kind of systems and you getting perks and benefits and these kind of things for various businesses. Uh, you would get the same perks that they're talking about here, minus maybe like tax breaks and you know, but you would be getting all the same benefits. It's just they're circumventing government. Do you think maybe that's why we're seeing the governments destroy themselves now? Because that has to be part of it. The governments have to be destroyed. If you're going to bring in social credit, the government systems have to be removed. They can't be there. Um, I wouldn't say they have to be removed. I, I would say that uh, you could technically bring in a, a social credit system and basically make governments redundant, uh, make them... You would, for example, you, you create a social credit system using in the corporate world. You could just absorb governments at that point, just pay them off, buy them off, and then slowly absorb them and not have to worry about destroying them necessarily. Well, they've, they've already paid them off and bought them off now, I would exactly. argue. So, I mean, it's, it's already been done. Okay, so we're on our way back down the ladder here. So not visiting aging parents regularly. Again, ancestor worship, big part of Asiatic countries. Got to visit your parents. So if you don't Which, do by that- by the way, just uh, putting in an, an example here, if your parents were douches and you want nothing to do with them anymore, you would lose points for not going and seeing the parents that may have beaten you or done something, you know, that, that damaged you in, mm -hmm. in life and you want nothing to do with them anymore, you would still be required to go and see them. Yeah. Now this one, I, I know, I know this one's going to be, um, this is going to be tough to, to swallow here. Uh, posting anti-government messages on social media, that will diminish your score as well. Basically, I mean, that's happening now. You post any anti-government messages on social media, now they'll just throw you off. I, I would have, I'd be like the first one to zero just based on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, 600. We, we wouldn't go any lower than 600. No, it would be zero. <laughs> You'd be zero. You'd be the first one to zero. Race to zero. Isn't that what Volkswagen <laughs> says? Race to zero to get to the uh, the all electric car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Race to zero. Posting anti... Okay, got that one. Uh, spreading rumors on the internet. Yeah, so if you spread rumors. Of course, that's very broad, right? Because right now with yeah. Facebook, yeah, if you're exposed to extremist content, then yeah, you've, you've got that. Yeah, the final rumor. COVID-19 vaccines aren't safe. Yeah, exactly. That's a rumor. According to... Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a rumor now, according to uh, the uh, social media companies and big tech and all the rest of it. That's, that's a rumor. That's not true. Insincere apologies for crimes committed. So if you're not sorry enough... Do you remember what happened when Kim Jong-il died, the father of Kim Jong-un? Do you know what happened? You had all of the families that were ordered to go out and cry in front of the camera and all the rest of it. Well... A goodly percentage of the people that didn't cry hard enough, they were sentenced and their families were sentenced to six months or more of, of forced hard labor. That's an insincere apology uh, for crimes committed. That was a crime against the state because you didn't cry hard enough. This one right here, th this is this is interesting because this is all we're seeing. Uh, participating in anything deemed to be a cult. OK, that, that's fascinating. That is fascinating to see that on there because... Nearest I can tell, everything that we're seeing with, with COVID and everything surrounding it, it all has the telltale signs of a cult. All of it. So if you're taking part in that, of course, no, that, that wouldn't be it because that's, that's a different agenda. But you can't go against that. So what's a cult? Anything deemed to be, that's pretty broad. It's whatever they label. So what is a cult following? So following, for example, uh, okay, I think I know what they're after here. Religion. Well, 
Yes, uh, I, I think religion would fall into that, but um, they, they being the, the mainstream media, the corporate media, were calling Trump supporters MAGA people as cultists, oh. um, the, the okay. cult of Trump. For example, the ones that are out there with the woke ideology and the extinction rebellion and this uh, all inclusive whatever. And, you know, you're, if you're not a, an abject mental patient, then that's not a cult. No, th those are good citizens. The, 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 oh, gotcha. their, their credit score would be going up. Gotcha. OK, Bruce, I'm sorry. This right here would knock your score down. Cheating in online games. Uh, your, your score would go down. on that uh, one. Yes. Yeah. That, that's an interesting one for China, by the way, uh, for it those is. that aren't in the online uh, gaming community. China is one of the worst perpetrators of, of cheating online, uh, followed hackers. by Russia. Yeah. Chi <laughs> Chinese hackers. Yeah. I remember we used to say that. What does this kid have? What does this kid have? 16 fingers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's ridiculous. You get a headshot from nine miles away from a shotgun of a dude crouched in a building somewhere. Yes. Come on. Give me a break. Yep. Yep. All right, so let's look at some punishments, all right? So punishments, what will happen? Now you're all the way down at the bottom of society. You've successfully gone from the top of society on you've fallen all the way back down to the bottom of society. What are some punishments that you could incur from this? Do you remember the clip we played a while back of people being warned on the trains in China? If you get caught smoking on the platforms, then that will hurt your social credit score because it's damaging to public health or whatever. Yeah, you can't do that. It'll disrupt social harmony or, or whatever. Punishments, right? Let's look at what some of these punishments are. Denial of licenses, permits, and access to some social services. Yeah, you're not going to be able to drive a car. Of course, they won't need that with, uh, with electric cars and autonomous cars because if your score is not high enough, well, your, your car is not going to start. So, yeah. Look yeah. at uh, look at the ESGs. Throw that in there as well. The, mm -hmm. Let's say that's part of your scoring. If your also, environmental score isn't high enough, well, I'm sorry, you can't use that toaster. You can't use the microwave, or yeah. you can't use your car. I honestly think that the social credit system in the West will be based on the ESGs. That's enough in and of itself because it's environmental, economic, and social uh, governance. So that's the ESGs, I think, in this respect, because the ESGs cover literally everything. Everything you do in life covers what they call a <clears throat> carbon footprint. So I think mm -hmm. that's what it'll be. Exclusion from booking flights or high-speed train tickets. Okay, right now, I'm not entirely sure for myself that I would get on an airplane. And now there's two reasons for that. One, I'm not going to go through this COVID garbage. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing, I'm concerned about the pilots that have been jabbed. That's my concern. I'm concerned about the pilots that have been jabbed. Four British Airways pilots last week got jabbed. They're all dead. I'm not interested in, in having a plane flown by someone that could possibly develop a blood clot at 36,000 feet. Not only that, we're also talking about um, the side effects we've seen with these viruses and, or excuse me, these vaccines and testing. No, you had it right. Yeah. I mean, they are viruses. In testing, when they were exposed to another coronavirus, they all died. They're predicting, they being some of these uh, people in the know, doctors, scientists, you know, that, that, that sort uh, that when the next flu season rolls around, so say, you know, three, six months from now, um, you're going to start seeing people die off and they're going to say it's a new variant. This is a more deadly variant. This is a side effect of the vaccine. Yeah. Could you imagine uh, a pilot or something having a, a vaccine uh, side effect while they're flying? Yeah, uh, that would be that'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? I do have Klaus Schwab's right hand man saying that a while back. Uh, let, let's just play that now just for reference, because they know what's coming. They know what's coming. Listen to this. There will be another crisis. Uh, it will be more significant. And, you know, we need to actually start preparing for that now. When we do see this next crisis, it will be faster than what we've seen with COVID. Uh, the exponential growth rate will climb, uh, be much steeper. Uh, the impact will be greater. And as a result, the economic and social uh, implications will be even more significant. So there you go. That's uh, Klaus Schwab's right-hand man. Of course, Klaus himself wouldn't come out and say something like that, because when that happens, of course, Klaus would be uh, on the chopping block for it personally. But instead, he'll throw this uh, this little pipsqueak here uh, under the bus. No problem. They'll, he'll offer him up as a pound of flesh, as a sacrificial lamb. When I saw that guy, I mean, that looks like somebody. I don't know where he got this goon, but when I saw that guy, 
the first thing that crossed my mind, this is a kid that you would stuff in a locker on your way to study hall if you're walking down the, the, the halls of, uh, of high school, because that's that's the kind of kid this is wedgy, right? Swirly something, right? That's what he is. He was he was number one at the chess club. And I'm a chess player, right? So I'm not knocking chess players. Yeah, he definitely just hearing the audio. He sounds like a beta. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's total beta. Yeah. Complete, complete. I'm sure he's a he's a dirty degenerate behind the scenes anyway, like they all are. All right. Uh, moving right along here. More punishments. Less access to credit. Okay. Yeah, you're not going to get any uh, not going to get any credit there. Restricted access to public services. So you won't be able to access any public services. You won't be able to go to the park. You won't be able to get on uh, get on a bus. You won't be able to get on a uh, on a train, on a tram, on an airplane, any of that stuff. Now, you won't be able to, to do any of that. What what happens if um, they deem Internet a utility? Oh, it is. It is a utility. Of course, I'm assuming that they're going to tie uh, vaccination status at some point, if this is not stopped, uh, they're going to tie vaccination status to online access. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're, if your score is too low, you can't access something like Google, for correct. example. Yeah, correct. Or, or yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or the, li- I was thinking library at first as a, you know, and then I was like, oh, Wait, no, there's no, no, the, see, the internet. Like, yeah, the libraries. No, see, the libraries, they'll, they'll have those. They'll have Antifa burn those to the ground. And of course, you put that on social media, you'll be praised and your score will go up for that. Ineligibility for a government job. Why would you want to work for a bunch of trash like this? Just asking. $20 nope. is $20. Uh, that's the general consensus. <laughs> yeah, so. that's a consensus these days. People don't have principles anymore, I guess. No access to private schools. Well, see, private schools are actually outlawed already in a lot of countries around the world. So, uh, I, yeah, of course, that to me right there means you're going to have to go into the or you're or you'll have to put your kids into the the real brainwashing centers as opposed to those that will be coddled along and given special privileges and and better food and and better instruction and things like that. You'll have a little bit of leeway on how to become a criminal. I mean, I'm the politician, sorry. Uh, and then you'll have that access to, to those choice schools where then you'll be allowed to take that government job and work your way up the political ladder later on in life. Public shaming. This is a big one. Public shaming. Exposure either online or on TV screens in public spaces of names, photos, and ID numbers of blacklisted citizens. Phone dial tones mandated by authorities that inform people that they are calling a dishonest debtor. So basically, it's kind of like what we talked about with the guy crossing the crosswalk. So the guy crosses the crosswalk, he gets uh, he gets dinged for it. So his photo gets put up everywhere to be publicly shamed. Now, this other thing, not only are you going to be billboarded up everywhere about how you're a, uh, you know, a horrible person, people will increase their score by publicly shaming you, throwing stuff at you, calling you names, shaming you online, posting photos and videos of you being shamed online. Uh, have we seen that with COVID? You know, people that don't wear masks, you know, that, that kind of stuff. See somebody in a store that's not wearing a mask. You you got Karen over there with her phone, you know, right in the dude's face. And then, there, of course, there's another mm-hmm. Karen that pokes her head around a corner. Yeah, that kind of stuff. That's public shaming, getting you ready for it already. The phone dial tones. Okay, so you call a business. Let's say you call a place and you need some service. As you make the call, of course, everything is tracked, traced, and controlled. Your SIM card, your phone is going to be registered with that telecom provider. Of course, that's if you can get one. Uh, or you'll have to go to the you know the other company that no one can really get good service through that, that one. You'll have to go there. And those calls that you make will then be forwarded by a recording, kind of like when somebody calls you collect, if anybody even remembers that. You have a call from so-and-so and you know they're, they're calling collect. Do you accept the call? That kind of stuff. And this will be the same thing. As you get the call, you'll get the recording. You have a call from so-and-so who is a dishonest debtor. And by taking this call, you run the risk of being associated with this person. And as a result, you could face punishment in the social system yourself. Do you want to take the call? That's where it goes. Like I said, this is only going to increase crime. If you do a little infraction, if you associate uh-huh. with someone that's um, uh, has a lower score than you, if you I want to know what they someone like me, conservatives, people that believe in the Constitution, hell, even libertarians, your enemy number one to uh, uh, the system. I can only imagine the, the kind of dystopian world this is going to create uh, because the level of crime that's going to happen is I, I, I can only imagine it's going to be far worse than what we see today because people will have they will be so desperate for food, work, whatever, shelter that they're being denied because of the system. They have nothing else to lose. And I, I can only imagine the crime rate is going to be far, far worse than anything we've seen today. 
I honestly think that the system will fall flat on its head because of that right there. The crime will be so bad because of it that people just won't stand for it. Uh, and they'll start taking the law in their own hands and the system won't be able to cope with it. That's my saving grace for it is, I mean, they're talking about here uh, about, I mean, we were, we were mentioning yesterday that nature abhors a vacuum. So if you want to destroy the current system, the current system in its, in its state, it cannot survive. So in order to avoid abject anarchy, they're going to try and replace it with something like this. And the crime, as you said, is just going to be it's going to be through the roof. There's no way with the way that they've defunded the police, the way that they've knocked down these these domestic militaries, the way that uh, uh, that they're promoting this uh, th this all out degeneracy in society. Uh, it's just going to be anarchy. That, that's all it's going to be. Uh, and they're not going to be able to keep a lid on it. Yeah, it, it'll eventually have to be a point where society will then stabilize and we'll have to deal with these people in a legal and lawful way. That's all there is to it. All right, uh, we're out of time today, so we can go ahead and call this one done. So thanks for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic weekend, and we will see you on Monday.